before we start the show, I want to give a quick shout out to our intro music. That is Lose My Shit by Williams. It is our intro and outro music. It is brand new. It is on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your music. To smash. We love it. We appreciate Williams. Uh, go out, download the, download this song, and while you're at it, get her self-titled EP from last year. Williams, Lose My Shit. Three Balls in a BLP. Let's get it going. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Three Balls in a BLP. It is Wednesday, October 21st. We are knee-deep in spooky season. Matt is here. Matt, what's going on, man? How are you? Spooky out there, man. Scary. Super spooky. Super spooky. Is this is, is spooky season one of your favorites? Like, do you love the Halloween type of season? No, not even like remotely close. That's a shame. I'm being an all-time all, all buzzkill, but yeah, uh, Halloween's not really my jam. Well, it's a good thing we're covering a lot of Halloween type things on this show. Today. Hey, I'm a team player. <laughs> he is. He is. He's going to bring it. We've got a, got a packed show. We're going to get to NFL Week 6, talk about some things that we saw. Um, we watched very limited football. We focused on our teams this week. Uh, we're going to get into UFC 254, nicknamed Pick'em. Got a big card this weekend. Uh, and then we had some Halloween polls out there on Instagram uh, that we're going to cover. But Matt. Before we get into anything, I sent you a link before the pod started. Uh, this, I, we're can, gonna, I, can, I can mess with this. I'm good. I know you I can. can. This, this is why we're going to start with it. We're going to do a fantasy draft top horror, mo- horror movie villains. Top five. So, Matt, I'm going to give you the first pick. Who are you taking? All right. I'm going with, and I didn't realize this is what it was actually called, but it's called the Xenomorph. From Alien. Wow. Give me the Alien. That's a shocking t- first overall pick. I like it, though. Um, all right, my first pick, I'm going to go with classic Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise, also known as The Shape. Um, just absolutely terrifying. Never says a word. Walks, kills everybody. It's got great cardio. Um, my next pick... We're gonna do a oh, snake draft snaking. here. All right. Well, unless you don't, we can. We, no, 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 you go next. No, 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 no snake, no, no snake. No, go ahead, Matt. No, you're up. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, we do snake for everything else. I just wasn't. I always forget. All right, my next pick. I'm gonna go with wide open board here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Norman Bates from Psycho. That dude has some serious issues, and it's just. Classic. I'm talking the classic Hitchcock 1960 film, not the 1998 remix with Vince Vaughn and the title title role of Norman Bates, because that just doesn't do it for anybody. Uh, but yeah, just creepy. Uh, great role, great film. Matt, who's your second right, pick? I get, I get pick. two. Yeah. Give me Jack from The Shining. Damn it! Damn it! I knew I should have taken him too. Oh. And then I'm going to go, because this creeps me out, like when they're not really real people, but they're more of like demons within something. Yep. The Annabelle doll from The Conjuring. Oh. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm out. That's not good. Not not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Oh, man, that's a great value pick of Jacket, too. I uh, I I was. I was. I was between him and and Norman for my number two. You thought I was going to be on the board. You thought he I was did. Standing. I I thought I was safe. I thought I had him. You didn't give me enough credit. 
Um, jeez, wow. Uh, my third pick and fourth pick. I'm gonna go with. I know I'll get him, so I'm gonna go Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. I I just cool. watched that the other day again. Still get goosebumps every time he talks. That movie's freaky. So so freaky, so good. It's Anthony Hopkins, all time acting role, one best actor for 24 minutes of screen time in an almost two hour film. Yeah, like iconic role. And then my fourth pick, I'm gonna go with Ghostface from Scream. Oh, that's what I was going for. Just because it's so well known, so well known, and just it changes person from movie to movie and it's still just as terrifying that uh that voice changer on the phone you know what's your favorite scary movie oh gets me every time i love it that's a good that's a good call four and five matt the last two all right so number four i'm probably i this movie scared the absolute pants off of me when i saw it and it's still probably scared me to death but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, is horrifying. And I think that's why I dislike Halloween as much as I do, because those movies are just really messed up. Yeah. And, man, I really wanted to go scream here. I feel stressed. (sighs) Feeling the pressure. You can cut all this dead airtime. I might. I might not. I might add some creepy background noise. Yeah, you should. So, <laughs> part of me wants to go with some of the OGs. Yeah. But There's still a good amount that are out there. I'm going to go with Jigsaw. Wow. He leaves Freddy and Jason on the board. Goes Jigsaw. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like I it. I respect it. there. Feel like he's got a wide, wide. It's more like psychological terror than actually like messing. Yeah, up. yeah. He's got a fucked up mind. That's for damn certain. Um, my last pick, last pick of the fantasy draft. Um, part of me wanted to go the actor that plays John Doe in Seven because Kevin Spacey, and I'm gonna blur his name out. In the final edit of the pod, he's just a terrible human being, just a scary individual. Um, but I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pennywise the clown from It because okay, nobody likes clowns, and I think it's because of him. Yeah, not, um, not my favorite thing in the entire world. There. Yeah. Uh, but bonus, six man off the bench. I'm going Art the Clown from little-known horror movie Terrifier. It's the most gruesome and unnerving horror movie I've ever seen. And I recommend everybody watches it so they can share in my my devastation. Matt, who's your sixth man? I'm going to go Freddy Krueger. It's a good pick. I feel like he's he's coming ready to deal right off the bench. Like he's, yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's great value at number six. Yeah. Or 12, honestly. Yeah. Um, All right, that's our fantasy draft of top horror movie villains. Let us know who we forgot, who you guys would have taken. Uh, We left a lot of names out there.
Uh, so nice little change up there, Mike. Well done. Yeah, I like to I like to keep it guessing. Like last time I asked you the what what are you elite at question, I'm gonna keep on trying to keep your keep your wheel spinning here. You're good. You know. Um, I'm surprised nobody talked to me about that, like challenging me to a cream cheese off. Schmear off. Schmear off. Hey, maybe, maybe you'll get it this time. Maybe. One can hope. One can only hope. Um, all right, let's get into UFC 254. You may pick them. I have not gotten Ty's picks yet, so I'll add them in at the end of in post-editing. Um, but, Matt... I'm going to give you the records. Uh, I said this before pod started. Uh, the turntables seem to have turned. Uh, we've got Ty coming in at 10 and 9. And we've got you at 14, 14, and 1. All right. So. It's not awful. It's not awful. I mean, not 500 awful. gets you in the Hall of Fame. Does so, it? In fighting? Not fighting. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> 500 gets you released from your contract real quick. Um, yeah, UFC 254 is this Saturday. Main car starts at 2 p.m. pay-per-view, Fight Island. Um, competing with college football, but it's going to be a good good card. First matchup, we've got Cowboy versus Nomad. What do you got? Well, Cowboys suck at football, so give me Nomad. All right, we got Nomad for Matt. Thanks for repeating that. Uh, as I'm highlighting it on the doc, you know how I am <laughs> with, with recapping. <laughs> um, we covered this in weekly wagers. I know. <laughs> Next up, we got Skyscraper versus Bam Bam. Oh, give me Bam Bam. Okay, all right. Uh, next up, we have Drago. Versus the big ticket, who is a repeat uh, return nickname on nickname Pickham. Drago. If he dies, he dies. That's it's an intense name. nickname for a fighter. There, like you gotta, you gotta be able to bring it. Yeah, I agree. Um, probably the nickname matchup of the night or afternoon. However, you want to determine it. Uh, we've got the, and that's spelled T H A, Killa Gorilla versus the Reaper. Ooh, spooky season. I think I got to ride with the Reaper here. The Reaper. All right. And then our last matchup we have the Eagle versus the Highlight. I feel like the Highlight's a repeat, too. He is. Good memory. Let's go patriotic here. Give me the eagle. All right. All right, so Matt has the eagle, the reaper, Drago, Bam Bam, and Nomad. I will throw in Stark's picks uh, post this. Uh, Later so on. We'll kind of, yep, we'll edit that around it. Um, <laughs> All right, I got Starkey's picks here for UFC 254 name Pick'em. In the matchup of Cowboy versus Nomad, he is going Nomad. In Skyscraper versus Bam Bam, he is going Bam Bam. Drago versus The Big Ticket, he's got Big Ticket. The Killer Gorilla versus The Reaper, he's got The Killer Gorilla. And The Eagle versus The Highlight, he has The Eagle. UFC 254, 
this Saturday, 2 p.m. ESPN pay-per-view. Um, let's get into week six. Uh, week six is coming past. we got week seven starting up tomorrow night, Giants-Eagles, in the buzzsaw that is the NFC East. Uh, yeah. Arguably cool. the best best division in football. I mean, Very dull, saw blade. Yeah. But, um, Matt, let's, talk, let's start with your Browns because you picked the Steelers minus – yeah, but but this I'm going to spin this on you, all right? Everybody's talking about how Baker isn't the guy. Browns are average, below average. Like they're not they're not what it is. We talked about this on weekly wagers that you picked the Steelers minus three and a half, and I said even though even if the Steelers win this game, Cleveland's still good. They're still fine. Is your tune still on that route, or was this game kind of jarring? Like. We might not be good, but there's still hope. Or has things has have the wheels fallen off, and you're Colin McManaman on the edge? Right a now. very long question. I know. So the Browns have been outscored. It's like seventy-three to thirteen in the two losses that they have this year. Yep, Which they're is- minus twenty-four in point differential overall, but that sounds about right. That's not good. No. And you lo- those two losses are two divisional teams. The top two teams in the division. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I kind of hedged my emotions with that pick. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to win, but I didn't think they were going to lose that badly. That was embarrassing. That was bad. But granted, yeah. I mean – um. It is what it is. I don't. I don't. I don't have enough to go on the Baker thing. Like, did he not play well? Yeah, but nobody played well. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, it's easy to point fingers at the at the quarterback. It's easy to point fingers at the coach. You got point fingers at everybody. You got dusted by your rival. Dusted, just smacked. And yeah. Oh, uh, you keep saying that the defense is good. The running game's elite. Blah 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 got to step up in the bigger games yeah and with a game like that it's hard to throw all the blame on baker i mean i know as the quarterback of the team he's going to get a lot of the heat it's Um, just convenient it's very convenient yeah and him being a guy that's super marketable and like the nfl is cashing in he's in like almost every commercial that you see so it's like it's just magnified like that um but we've said numerous times on the pod before the season started eight and eight is a terrific season for the Browns I still think that's a good season for the Browns judging how they've started I think maybe nine and seven is more attainable than I initially thought um their schedule I believe it gets a little bit easier but they play Cincinnati this week yeah so you got Cincinnati and the Giants yep Cincinnati Las Vegas Houston Eagles Jags Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. So the schedule is not terrible. I only count. I only. I. I. If I was a betting man, and I'm not, I just do the wagers with you. We both know this. Um. I only count four wins there. The Titans are good. Yeah. You haven't shown that you can beat Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I'm not counting Philadelphia as a given. I'm not counting Houston as a given. Yeah. 
I mean, four wins gets you to eight. You sneak yeah. out five, You sneak out a fifth. That gets you to nine. Um, again, I think, and we've said this ad nauseum, that the Browns were a super hot team last year, that they expected the world out of them, and things kind of got brought back down to earth. And, I mean, they still have, they're still one of the most talented teams in the NFL, so I think 500 or better, even if it's just about one game, is still a market success because when was the last time they were close to that? You know? Yeah, and nine and seven might get you in the playoffs. Granted, yeah, with the, the Chiefs, extended but... play, yeah, extended playoffs. There's seven teams in, only one team gets a bye. So nine and seven, you get a, in the playoffs. You might be playing either the Ravens or the Steelers again. Everybody yeah. knows how hard it is to beat a team twice. It's damn near impossible to beat a team three times in a season. Um, so I I think people pe- pressing the panic button on the on the Browns is a little premature. Uh, and That's people fair. pressing the pre- people pressing the panic button on Baker is still super premature. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for more from a quarterback though in his third season. Granted, yeah, you can make the excuse blah blah blah, but yeah, eventually, I mean, eventually th- you got to make a decision. I mean, they're gonna perception's reality. If you don't think you're getting what you can out of the guy, you're gonna move on. If you do, you, you won't. It's just right. I don't know. I I don't think you can point that. And I said this, and I don't need to. I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but it, every single person played like shit on Sunday. So yeah, yeah. Burn this um, one, move on. Yeah, uh, and Pittsburgh is really good. That's not that defense. We'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back to them in a second. Um, we can talk about my Eagles, I guess. Uh, the best thing about the Eagles. Is that everybody else in the division sucks? Yes. Cowboys really look horrible. The wheels have all fallen off. Like, if if I told you preseason, um, over under what week, like week seven, when people were going to start questioning Mike McCarthy as the coach, what would you have taken? Over, like yeah. later in the season. Yeah, week ten. All right. Yeah. It's week six, and the team is now saying Mike McCarthy is not the coach. Like, they're not preparing. They're not teaching. They're so unprepared. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to do that, though, when literally every adversity has happened. It's really easy. Um, do I think that's true? No. Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl in this league. Yeah, but he also openly lied on his job interview and then came out and admitted it to Jerry Jones' face on the introductory press conference. All-time move. Who, All time to get the job in, in an interview, Mike. Come on. I mean, a lot of people are, but as a head coach in the NFL, <laughs> then you admit it in your press conference where they're like, "This is our guy. He's gonna save us," and he's like, "Oh no, I actually lied." Yeah, not a good look. Not good. Just kind of funny. Um, Very funny. But I said we we're gonna talk with the Eagles, and I turned to the Cowboys because there's not a lot of that good is things talk about the Eagles. the Eagles, though. Yeah, although. They're starting to put things together. Carson is still playing with a hodgepodge of weapons on the outside, inside, everywhere. I mean, the yeah. only two starters that finished the game that was like projected to be starters was him and Jason Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> That's nine other That's spots where he's playing with replacements. Um, and Travis Fulgham is still a future Hall of Famer. Still balling out. Uh, I'm going to ride that horse till it dies. Um, but the best thing about the Eagles is their division and they get a weak New York Giants team coming to Philly Thursday night. 
So yeah. this is kind of a get right game. Um, it, you gotta you gotta get this one. You gotta get this one. If they don't and win this game, guy. it's you're canceling the season. Christmas yeah. is canceled. Like pack it in. See you, Doug. See you, Howie. Like everybody's out. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a get right game. Giants don't look good. They beat the re- the oh, Washington football team. Ooh, don't look <laughs> almost slipped. almost slipped uh, and barely beat the Washington football team. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at this division. Seven wins might get it for you. Six. It probably will. So, who knows? I mean, Carson's doing his thing. He's doing the best he can. I'm not here for any slander of Carson right now. That, that's another guy. So that I'm, I'm so sick of that shit. I'm really like, like, come on. It's refreshing to hear that from a non-Eagles fan because it seems like half the Eagles fans are Carson apolog- or like defenders and half of them are like Jalen Hurts. Where's he at? And granted, I think they need to implement Hertz into the office a little bit more with like these trick gadget things just to give the defense another look. Like what the Saints do with Taysom Hill, in a sense. Because when he was on the field against the Ravens, it was when they were at their most successful. Um, so, miss me with the Jalen Hurts talk, like starting. Miss me with the bench Carson. He's not the guy. Because he's proven with a little bit better than you and me out there that he can do it. So, <laughs> a little bit better. Maybe. We, um, we, we still got it, kind of. Up for debate. Kind of. Yeah, no. Never had it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. And Tennessee is awesome. They just yeah. have a recipe there. They're good. Yeah. They uh, should get MVP consideration. Yeah, it's time to start talking about Tannehill being one of the top quarterback, like maybe not top ten, but top fifteen, top twelve in the league right now. The dude's spinning it a, when he has to. When you have a good team and a very good defense, and you stick to your game plan, you don't need to be Superman every single no. week. You don't need to be. You you don't have to do these absurd, crazy things. No, and he's. I mean, he's yeah, his, he's doing. He's doing incredible. His QBR is incredible. Yeah, he's doing his job. I mean, he's not going. He's not playing outside of himself. He's staying in the game plan. The offense is not tailored for him to be like the guy. Well, so, when you're, and when your running back can just literally touch the ball and fall forward for four yards, you, you're fine. Yeah, he's incredible, yeah. man. Like that dude. Even like he wasn't having a particularly good day on Sunday until that 94-yard run. And then you look at the box score at the end of the game, and he had 200 all-purpose yards. Yeah. And, like, granted, 94 came on one play, but still, it's like, He's oh. proven that he, he can touch the ball 22 times, and one of them he goes 90. That's Yeah. That's good. That's just at fine. That, at the size of an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, He's a weapon. Yeah, Derek. Derrick Henry should be in the MVP talk. Of course, he's not going to be because he's a running back and it's a quarterback-driven league. He won um, deserves to be. And I think Ben oh, Roethlisberger does as well. Yeah, Ben's probably the leader for comeback player of the year. I don't know if that's still a award. But it is on this podcast. Yeah, we'll get, put him in the lead. Um, check it off. Uh, I'll be happy to give that award to him, too. If, if, if we give it to him at the end of the year and I, I – uh, 
call up my guys at the Steelers. I'm like, hey, man, I got got a football writer's award for Ben. <laughs> That'd make, be fun. We, we make a, like, um, aluminum can version of a bathroom stall. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize what she said until after. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Ben. Oh, man. Come back Quickest way, year. Quickest way to get punched. Um... I'm not handing but, it to him. Yeah, it's true. I'll mail, um, I'll mail it to him, though. So, let's talk. Are you buying the Bears? Are they for real? They're 5-1. and one. And that's a division that I don't think is great. I think it's very top-heavy. Yeah. And by top-heavy, I mean the Packers. <laughs> so, they could be – I mean, they could be a wild-card team at 9-7. and seven. and they could They could win the division. I know. If if Green Bay plays like they did on Sunday, they're I mean the rest Green, they're very similar. They're the NFC equivalent to the Titans without a good yeah. run game. Yeah. Their defense is I mean their defense is very good. That front yeah, that front is incredible. Yeah, and the defense is realizing, "Oh, we have a quarterback where we can give up some points and we're not out of it." Which is an amazing luxury to have as a def- as a dominant yeah. defense. If you yeah. go into a game thinking we can give up 10 points and still be okay, that's great because with Mitch, if you give up three points, I feel like that defense was you like, shit. Lose. You might lose. Yeah. So I don't know if the Bears are for real. I think they are good. Yeah, they'll be a playoff team. Probably. How about my I Raiders, mean, though, dude? Your Raiders? Did they play? They were out this week. I know, but they, we didn't really talk about them beating the Chiefs, and we did not. They're my team. Yeah, they're. I mean, why not? I mean, they got a good offense. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I don't know why people don't talk about him as being a top twenty quarterback. People think he's just like a waste of space. Um, good defense, young defense, athletic defense great running game josh jacobs is gonna punish you for two and a half quarters and it's usually gonna be yeah. the third and fourth quarter um yeah, man, the raiders and the record might not speak for it but the chargers are pretty good too they found their guy in herbert yeah he's good he's very good he's I mean, real good they have some weapons they have some some offensive talent that's there i mean that's a that's a team that two years ago was what a game away from the super bowl Game away from AFC Championship, yeah. Yeah. So, two, yeah, two with, games away from a Super Bowl. With a much worse quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that defense is good when it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, um, quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think they Her found their guy. He's still an all-timer. He's still an all-timer. Um, I think they are probably a little bit pleasantly surprised with how well Herbert's playing this early. I don't think they you expected this at all. You have to be. Um, the great yeah, I mean, where they got him. Yeah, sense. and they're granted they're one and five, I think. One and four. One and four. One and four. But I think all four of those losses have been by seven points or less. Yeah, I mean three points to the Saints. The Colts yeah, barely beat them. Point differentials minus fifteen. Yeah. Um, I think their biggest loss was this Buccaneers, and they lost by six. And they've, I mean, they've played a good schedule. They've like, played a very tough schedule. So, 
granted, that division that division's tough too. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs. I'm saying they're gonna surprise some people and maybe play spoiler for some teams trying to get in. They have a lot to build on. They have a lot. Yeah, I mean they ha- they've or they can build on that and they can do well. Um, yeah, they got a lot of good pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, probably need yeah. to shore up the offensive line a little bit more. Yeah, everybody. Made, I mean, you can say that to everybody. Yeah. Um, speaking of rookie quarterbacks and offensive line play, you beat a team twenty-four nothing to move into second place in a game behind your division leader with your point differential is like plus fifty-two, something like that. Are you benching that starting quarterback? No. Holy smokes. No. God. So, that was, for that, those of you who don't know who we're talking pre-pod. about, yeah. Oh my God. For, the, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, who are playing good football right now. Granted, the Jets and I forget who else. Oh, no, they beat the 49ers two weeks ago. So, and manhandled the 49ers. Yep. Shout out to Jets, and they're going into the bye, and they bench Fitz to start Tua. Not a good, not a good move. Not a good move. I, it, I can't believe it. We've said on this pod multiple times, Tua is the one quarterback who should not see the field this season. Not like not in meaningful game, like mop up time. Yeah, give him some reps. I still um, don't think you even. I, I wouldn't even waste it. I wouldn't even risk it. And his first game is going to be against the Rams. You got Aaron Donald bearing down on his ass. Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Have you seen the memes? <laughs> like Aaron Donald memes? Yeah. You see what he did to Alex? He jumped on Alex Smith's back, the guy who like shouldn't have a lower leg anymore. He and... said, that motherfucker's strong. <laughs> oh, man. So, so what do you think he's going to do with your fragile – future of the franchise quarterback who hasn't played live reps really in Since over he a year. his hip. I don't know if anyone Miami. out here is a doctor. Shout out our doctor podcast friends over there. Doctor's orders. That doesn't happen a lot in football. It's real tough injury to sustain. <laughs> That's not likely. Yeah, not... Not a very common injury, so to speak. No. Um, but yeah, man, I don't get it. I mean, their offensive line isn't anything to write home about. If you think you're going to win the AFC East, then you need to make some trades and get some guys in there. But I don't think that should be your goal to try and win the AFC East this year. I don't know. I've, so if I'm the Dolphins, I literally – Cause don't they have don't they have Houston picks, don't they? Yeah, I mean they've got so they got many a first lot round of picks. picks. I would do everything they were doing, try to win the division because you're playing with house money, you still have early picks. And you can right, figure but, stuff out. You can get some but, continuity. But don't play your guy. Not this year. There's, Not and there's this also year. no guarantee Houston's gonna stay this bad for the entire season. No. I mean they're not gonna be good. They're not going to be good. But... No, but you can still get, what, a pick in the top 10, and then your pick, which right now is looking like it would be in the late teens, early 20s, and then the same thing in the second round. I think they also have the Steelers pick for the Minka trade. So, 
I mean, they're gonna they've they're set up to build a a solid team for the future. The real victim here is Mitch Patrick. That guy can't buy a break, man. Did you see his quote? Yeah, he got fired. He was just like, I thought this was my team. I'm heartbroken. But immediately turns and is super great teammates. Like, I'm rooting for Tua. Like, this is awesome for him. And it's not his first first time. I just bet this one he was like, I did not see this one coming. Yeah, because how many times has he been playing well (laughs) and the team been playing well going into it? That he gets yeah. benched. I mean, usually it's when they're like dog shit. Yeah. But unless this coach knows something we don't, where it's like every year Fitzpatrick has like one good game and then two at the beginning of the year, then three. Maybe this was the year he only had six good games in him and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's got that that magic genie that's telling him when to bench him. All right, um, he just knows it's like we hit it. We're done. It's out of here. Two yeah. at a time. I just oh man. I wouldn't have played Tua a single down this year. You had no preseason, barely any. No. Like you have him at a hundred percent. See what you got next year. I don't care. House money. Yeah, that would have been me. Yeah, but unless unless he's a hundred percent right now, but even then, I still with the team around him. Like it wouldn't have been worth it for me. It wouldn't no. have been worth it. There's so much good wide receiver talent coming out next year. It's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. You can get your you get your guy some weapons. And you can always get good offensive line talent in the draft. Yep. And then you just set them loose. Set yeah. Them loose. I don't know. That one shocked me. That one shocked me big time. Yeah, I like audibly. I'm not. I like my jaw dropped when I saw got that alert. I'm like, oh, I couldn't shit. believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Um. All right, let's talk. We got three undefeated teams left in the in the league. We got the Steelers, we've got the Titans, and we've got the Seahawks. Yep. Of those three, which are you buying the most stock in? Which are you kind of like pumping the brakes a little bit on? Not pumping the brakes, but like it's a clear third out of those three. I got to be honest. I think I'm buying them all. Okay. The way they power, play. Power rank the three then. Give me the from top to one to three. Oh, that's tough. All right. So I'm going to walk. I'm, I'm going to explain this as I walk through it. Mm-hmm. defensively i think the titans and the steelers are above and beyond jamal adams though on the seahawks is it's clicking it's it's a lot better than it was last year but i think the steelers have the best defense well the steelers are going to take a step back with devin bush being out for the season because linebacker yeah. was probably their weakest spot already they'll figure something out i mean yeah they'll be okay but i, I just think it might be the the drop is going to be there. That's a big loss, though. That's a big loss. Yeah. I just yeah. I, this is a tough question because I I I'm buying every one of these teams as somebody who will make it past the first weekend of the playoffs. If not, yeah. have a buy already. Um. Tennessee. The way Tennessee plays the game is just great. It's very good. You can win a lot of football games, a lot of important football games down the road by playing that style of football. And Pittsburgh's kind of built the same way. Um, I think I, I got to go Tennessee, probably number one, because I think their division is the weakest. And then yeah. right now, give me the Seahawks and then the Steelers because I completely forgot about that injury. That is a pretty big injury. Um, I just... 
I think Russ is playing better football than Roethlisberger right now, and that's that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna put that. But both the Steelers and the Seahawks are in brutal divisions. Like those divisions are good. Yeah, it's almost like the those teams by the time they get to the playoffs, maybe they're a little bit worn down or beat up because they're gonna be playing three good teams twice on top of their regular schedule. Although, I mean, the way they just manhandled the Browns, the only team that I really am worried about in that division right now, if you had to had to ask me, is the Ravens. So, I don't know. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those teams. That's a tough question, though, Mike. How are you How are you phrasing them? How are you framing them up? Um, I mean, a lot of the questions are going to get answered this weekend with the Steelers and Titans playing. But the way I look at it is I'm trying to find, like, the biggest weakness out of those three teams. So, like, the thing that I think will hold each of those teams back the most. Yeah. Um, And with the Steelers, I think the thing that's going to hold them back the most is their run game. Because as good as James Conner has been, he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. Yeah, they and don't really got have a, a great backup. I mean, Benny Snell's a good backup, but he's a second-year guy. He hasn't he's played just in kind of mop-up duty yeah. with, you know, backup quarterbacks where they're not expecting a lot. Yeah. Um so I think that would be their biggest weakness. And in the playoffs, you have to be able to run the ball. Yeah. I mean, the Niners proved that by leaps and bounds last year. They overcompensated for average quarterback playing the playoffs with a great running game. The Titans' weakness I would probably say is their back end on defense, their DBs and linebackers. Yeah. But even then, it's like they're, they still have Malcolm Butler. They still have like Kevin Byard. They still have good, solid safeties and corners, and their linebackers are solid. I just think those guys will be tested when it gets to like playing a, a Mahomes or a Roethlisberger or one of these elite quarterbacks in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be for them. And then with the Seahawks, I think even, even as good, as better as Jamal Adams makes that defense, I still think their defense is their weak point because he, he masks a lot. Like he covers up a lot of holes in that defense and their defense has been best when they have a center field safety that can kind of just roam and do their own thing. But I still think their defensive line isn't as good as it has been in years past. Letting Clowney walk is a big mistake, I think. Although, for that contract, I wouldn't have resigned them either. <laughs> um, Bobby Wagner's still a stud, but KJ Wright's getting old on the other on the strong side. The rest of their DBs, like, they're nothing to really ride home about. Um, so I'd say their defense overall, outside of Jamal Adams, is probably their weak point. But, I mean, I think the biggest weakness out of those three is the Steelers running game. I think that's the team that I'm buying the least stock in until, uh-huh. until they can prove me otherwise, because James Connors a great, is a great back. I mean, he's solid. He's shown what he can do, but he hasn't shown that he can do it for 16 games plus. Yeah. So until, until he can stay healthy for a full year and put out good output for 16 games and get in the playoffs and see what he can do. I can't, can't really buy stock in it. That's fair. Um, but, I mean, there's, there are three good teams. I still think the best team in the league is the Chiefs. 
Yeah, they just didn't they play sh- against Oakland. They proved that against the Bills. I mean, they were like, oh, cool, we're one of the greatest passing offenses in the league. Sweet. Let's run for over 220 yards and dominate. Yep. And, by the way, we're also going to add Le'Veon Bell to the mix <laughs> next week. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so, um, just just thinking of Andy Reid coming up with plays for Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield, catching balls, screen game, things like that, is like football fan white dreams. Yeah. Without a doubt. So, I, yeah, they're still the best team. They're the team to beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of very, like a lot of very good teams, a couple of elite teams, and then kind of middle of the road teams that can shock anybody on any given day. So it's going to be an interesting season. Biggest surprise right now. Six Biggest surprise. I mean, it's tough not to say the bears. I'll say I'll say the Vikings just being as bad as they are. That's what I was going to say. Because their defense is usually always good, regardless of the pieces that they lose and the pieces they replace. And they still have Dalvin Cook, and they still have Thielen, yeah. and they got Justin Jefferson. Their offensive line didn't change. So, I mean, I think the panic button's getting a little – that finger's getting a little itchy on the trigger there. I like Jefferson a lot. He's he's good, man. He's good. Add him he's to the really list good. of great receivers the Eagles chose not to pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. I just that team should be a lot better than one and five. Agreed. Agreed. Um yeah, who else would you think outside of the Vikings? As a surprise? Yeah. Um, Either good, good or bad. I mean, we talked about one of the biggest surprises. The the Dolphins as a whole is a surprise, but then some of the moves they're making is just. Goodness. I would say a very very nice surprise is the fairly you know adequate decent good play out of Teddy Bridgewater. You can't be an NFL fan and not root for that guy. Yeah, I mean, he shown he showed that he could be a solid quarterback with the Saints last year and mop and filling in for Drew Brees, and showed that he was kind of wrongfully ousted in Minnesota. Um, although coming back from that injury is hard to yeah, kind no of idea. predict how a guy's going to bounce back, so I can't really hold it against them. What um, I can yeah, hold love... against them is who they signed in his place. Oh yeah, yeah, we can hold that against them for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome to see him out there playing playing well and just being in the league because that that was a gruesome injury one of the good guys in the league um big fan very big fan love seeing him play well um all right i think that about wraps it up week six we got some any last words or anything football wise no i'm good i'm good um, gonna have a full slate of college games though this weekend that I'm very excited about. Yep, we've got a guest picker for weekly wagers Friday, and there's gonna be a heavy influx of college football to talk about. 
Are we gonna also, are we gonna start sprinkling in two college games, two college picks? We can sprinkle in as many college picks as you want. I've been giving bonus picks all year. I know you. Also, no, I gave you guys a, a surefire winner last week, and I don't know how many of you took it, but I told you, I told you, Florida State over North or Florida State to cover, and then I said sprinkle. It's an audio medium, but I'm doing the Salt Bay sprinkle. Sprinkle the money line, motherfuckers. <laughs> sprinkle it. I do That's like twice. North Carolina. I do like North Carolina, but they're not. They're not that good. They're not. No. We're gonna put you in no. the top five. Good. Get out of here, no. man. I understand good, no, half no, no. the half of the top twenty five is not playing right now, but come on. Yeah. No. Come but on, yeah. Yeah. So Friday weekly wagers, guest picker, college football included. Watch we out. Five we're gonna five. We can go five and five. I'm good with that. Just rip them off. Yeah. We're going to sprinkle money lines. We're going to give you dogs. We're going to make you some money. Also, it's noted I lost weekly wagers this week. Thank you, so Arizona. Put... Thank you. However, I won big on my bets, so I'm happy to give 10 of my winnings <laughs> to the five. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Quick plug. Quick plug. We're going to plug our boy. Um, well, our boys, the No Windy Sleeve boys, yep. are doing a little uh, a little push up bench press challenge for breast cancer awareness. Follow either go to the No Windy Sleeves Instagram page or check out any of the guys like uh, Luke, Rue and Luke, Rick, Rick, and Luke. Cut. Check them out. Yep. They'll walk you they, through what it is. Um, it's either I think it's sixty five pounds for girls or push ups and a hundred thirty five pound bench for guys or push ups, however many you do before you tap out. You donate it's a dollar. Sixty seconds. You got sixty oh, seconds. It's 60 to do seconds? It. Yep. I thought it was just how many you could do. No. That's right. Stuff. Thanks, yeah. Mike. I can't read. Yeah. So check that stuff out. It's awesome that they're doing it. Matt and I'll probably get in on that this week. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. But switching gears, we threw some I don't know how I'm going to do this segue smoothly, <laughs> but we threw some Instagram polls out there for Halloween movies and <laughs> horror movies. The beginning. <laughs> yeah, I should have, should have yeah. just rolled with it. Um, getting back to our roots where we did the polls at the end of the pod, you know, back before we had sports to talk about. Um, so I threw some polls out there. We had a great response. Um, still not everybody that sees it. Still fucking calling y'all's out. Mike's a little bitter. I mean, I'm just saying, we had 172 people view it. I got, like, 45 votes. Come on. I got just watching you. Touching us. Just... just keep on poking the bear. Just keep on poking it. Um, first one, Matt, I also want your take on these, even though you voted in them, but I want you to give them on the pod. All right. Uh, we're going to start with the non-horror movies. We're going to go with Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus. Everyone knows where I stand on this. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make any friends with this. I think both movies are garbage. One much more garbage than the other, and that is Hocus Pocus. If I have to pick, I'm gonna pick. You picking Hocus Pocus? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I just I I don't like either one of the movies. I mean, sorry, people. I mean, join the club. I've gone on record multiple times as saying it's fucking trash. Okay, well, at least we're so. in agreement here. 
um, audience, and this isn't surprising. I also just wanted to divide the vote here because I know <laughs> these are two big favorites. Uh, we had 27 for Hocus Pocus, 18 for Halloween Town. All right. So. Okay. Um, next one. Another one I wanted to divide the vote because these are two big ones. We got Ghostbusters, the only one worth mentioning, and Beetlejuice. Matt, which one are you going? I mean, two classics. Ghost two great. Ghostbusters for me. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is top four all time for me, so I'm obviously picking it. But Beetlejuice is a classic. I mean, Michael Keaton in that role is terrific. I watched Very it good. this past. I watched it last week, and I was, I forgot how funny it was. And great movie, but it doesn't. It's not close. Um, audience agreed. They went 29 Ghostbusters, 16 Beetlejuice. And I'm gonna move on because I can't say his name three times. So. <laughs> Um, next one. Not a lot of people. This is kind of like the under the radar one. Rocky Horror Picture Show or Little Shop of Horrors. So I've never actually seen Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, so are you going Rocky Horror Picture by default? I, I, by default. <laughs> um, I'm. You know I gotta go. My area of expertise, Mike. I know. I know. I, that's why I just want to get your get your opinions. All right. Um. Rocky Horror Picture Show is an experience. If you have the chance to see it like in a live like setting, I recommend it because it's one of a kind. Uh, Tim's used to do it at Dayton. They used to do like a live showing of it. Super random. Uh, but I got to go a little shop of horrors. Rick Moranis is a all-time role in that one. Um, next one, we've got The Addams Family versus Nightmare Before Christmas. I got a lot of heat for saying Nightmare Before Christmas might be a Christmas movie. Miss me with that. So I'm going. I mean, I'm going Adam's Family. For me, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the like. It never caught with me. What's his name? The, the director. Tim Burton. Yeah, his stuff never really connected with me. Yeah, I should also mention the audience votes for the last one: seventeen Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture, nine for Little Shop of Horrors. So um, nobody's seen either one of those. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. Um, I'm not a big nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas guy either. Uh, it's all right. I don't get the hype about it. I don't think it's either a Halloween or a Christmas movie. So I'll go Adam's Family as well. Uh, audience went 25. Adam's Family 14. Night Nightmare Before Christmas. So I did get a take. From our resident movie expert Spencer Snyderman, who said Nightmare 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 Before Christmas <laughs> is perfect from like October thirty first to November third as like that transition movie. Ah, so still, you can't do Christmas until December. It's true. It's true. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. If you have any heat, his Instagram handle is at Friendly Neighborhood Snyderman. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Spencer's that's, a great, that's a great handle. Yeah, I forget his Twitter, but you'll find him. Spencer Snyderman. Send all heat his way. Um, next one. This was a tough one. We had Insidious. This is We're moving into the horror picture one. Insidious versus The Conjuring. Matt, I think I know where you're leaning based on your horror villain draft pick, but where are you going? So I I actually, like, I, I got freaked out by both these movies. Um, yeah. 
I got to pick one, though, I'll probably watch The Conjuring just because <laughs> when I saw it in theaters, I don't know what it was. I went with Sabetic and uh, I think Casser. And <laughs> it was a funny crowd of people in that movie theater. She were like screaming and stuff. Yeah. So it's the movie just makes me laugh, honestly. So I'm going to watch The Conjuring. All right. I'm going to go with The Conjuring, oh, too. hell no. <laughs> Both very freaky movies. Um, there's been a study that shows that the Insidious is, like, the scariest movie of all time, like, based on, like, heart rate while watching it. It's freaky. It's freaky. Um, but I got to go Conjuring. And, Matt, our votes skew it towards Conjuring because it was a dead heat of 16 to 16 with wow. the audience. Yeah, tough well, one. Heard it here first. Um, this one you have this next matchup you haven't seen, so I'm gonna steer the conversation here. We had Hereditary versus Midsummer, two Ari Aster A twenty four hits, both fucking ridiculously creepy, unnerving, terrifying. Hereditary is more like typical horror. Midsummer, I think, is so much more terrifying because. It takes place in like bright daylight the entire time, like just pure horror in the daytime, huh? Which like you never see. Um, so I'm gonna I go Midsummer on this one. Okay. It's very tight, very very tight. Uh, if you haven't seen either of these, I recommend them. They're on Amazon Prime Video. Little plug there for them. So Matt, you should watch them. Here's a little plug. Um. Yeah, uh, audience went eight hereditary, nine midsummer. So one of the no other tighter it. ones. No, these are two indie movies. So if you've seen it, it's a deep cut, and you're like you're a big horror guy, horror, only, horror guy or girl. Only losers have seen it. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> um, this is a heavy hitter matchup here. We got Halloween versus Friday the Thirteenth. Mike Myers, Jason Voorhees. So how, Actually, how, well, I, I should have specified the Friday the Thirteenth series because the original Friday the Thirteenth movie is Mrs. Voorhees as the killer, not Jason. I don't want to be added and fucking ripped to shreds. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Personally, so, personally, I'm going Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going Halloween too. Just that movie, like everything about that movie is just terrifying. And Michael it's Myers is Halloween. Yeah. Like, you almost get points for being the first person to have that, like, name. Yeah. First movie. Yeah, and I'll always remember the first memory I have of this movie was with the fir- before the first time I watched it, my dad, I watched it with my dad, and he snuck into the theater when it came out to see it, and he saw it in South Jersey, so those of our South Jersey listeners know there's a town called Haddonfield, New Jersey, and the f- opening scene of halloween is just a sign that says haddonfield like six miles away or something like that and then like the first like the prison break scene happens and my dad gets so terrified and leaves the theater (laughs) so and my dad loves horror movies too so like i'm going into the movie watching it with him knowing he left after like 20 minutes of the movie so kind of great memory there but i gotta go halloween as well is that the rob Uh, zombie one no Oh. No, the John Carpenter one, the original. Well, you said you saw it, so 
I don't know. No, like I watched it on like on demand. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like we watched it on on, right. on demand. Sorry, I should have specified that. My bad. Um, audience like went kid. like younger. See, like leaving the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm caught up. Um, audience went 18 Halloween, 16 Friday the 13th. Two heavy hitters. Uh, next matchup, another two heavy hitters. We have Nightmare on Elm Street versus Scream. Scream. Definitely Scream. Scream? I mean, they're both great. Two Wes Craven hitters. I know. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going scream. I think I have to go scream too, but simply because of the way they subverse the horror genre by being so self aware about it, like them giving the rules of like how to survive in a horror movie and things like that, and you know, then in the sequel, so like these are the rules to a sequel. This is the rule to a threequel. Things like that. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of put it all in its head and. All right, moving right along in our Instagram polls of horror movies. Our next matchup was the Stanley Kubrick, Stephen King mashup, The Shining versus the Stephen King classic, Carrie. Uh, everyone knows, everybody, everybody that knows me knows The Shining is my favorite horror movie of all time. So I'm going The Shining. Uh, audience agreed with me. They went Shining 25 votes, Carrie five votes two classic films uh one just clearly superior to the other uh next matchup we have is it versus Candyman. i didn't specify which it uh because both the tv miniseries and chapter one and chapter two are iconic uh candy i feel is a little underrated uh tony todd as a horror villain is haunting uh, very excited for the remake coming out in 2021, but I have to agree with the audience. They want it 28, Candyman five. Uh, I think it is the reason why a lot of people are scared of clowns, and rightfully so. Pennywise is terrifying, and both Tim Curry and Brandon Skarsgård did terrific jobs portraying that. So, it beats Candyman. And our last matchup is the found footage matchup of the week. We have Blair Witch Project versus Paranormal Activity. Two very creepy, very horrifying movies in their own rights. Um, I distinctly remember watching Blair Witch on VHS at my friend's house and being terrified shitless. Uh, same way for Paranormal Activity. Uh, I have to lean just based on the memory and how terrified I was. I got to go Blair Witch. Um, the audience went 22 votes for Paranormal Activity, 10 votes for Blair Witch. So Paranormal gets that vote. Um, but thank you guys for voting. Thank you guys for participating. We hope you guys are enjoying spooky season. Uh, almost done. Keep watching these horror movies. Keep enjoying it. Uh, enjoy week seven football. Again, we have weekly wagers coming up Friday. Guest picker. Big Ten's back. We've got more college picks. It's going to be a great weekend of sports. World Series is going on right now. I've got the Rays in six over the Dodgers. has nothing to do with the fact that I have futures on the Rays to win. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening.
Uh, stay well, stay safe, and we will see you guys later. See you.